Moon Knight, what the fuck is happening? Welcome back to Comics Corners, where we discuss only the most intellectual of topics based solely around our favorite comics. That's right. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And we got some fun going on today. We got mics set up. Yeah, there. we're trying. Um, a lot was happening, though. We've got some Moon Knight news. We get to talk about Michael Morbius. We get to talk Obi-Wan Kenobi. Maybe talk about what we've been reading or haven't been reading. And from there, we'll fill the rest of that time with mindless bullshit. We will. We, that's a promise. That's a, that's a, a Comics Corner guarantee. Yeah. That's stamped, okay? That's a stamped seal of approval right there. So what do we start with? Moon Knight? I think Moon Knight's where I got to pop off on, dude. I got to know, what'd you think? Yeah, it was good. Uh, nice little jumping off point. You know, you're starting to see the whole multiple personality things. Like, I hope people kind of pick up on that. I think that's already, like, implied. Yeah. Or, you know, if you do any little bit of homework before you watch the show, like, I kind of had to, you, you'd realize that. Because I never read Moon Knight. I never no. really actually was familiar with the character at all until, like, a couple years ago. I saw it. I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, oh, that's Moon Knight. He's a Marvel character. Yeah, they just, um, he kind of just started getting some more spotlight where they redesigned part of him to be, fuck, it's a different, like, version of Moon Knight. It's basically Moon Knight not in the Batman-esque style suit. But he's just in like a cool white tuxedo style suit. It is pretty cool. Um, pretty snazzy. Yeah. So I think we're definitely going to get that at some point in the show here. I felt a little not confused because I kn knew it was happening, but it's felt like the first episode, such a teaser. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is weird they didn't drop the first two because I feel like they've done it with every other Marvel show or most of them. They, they usually do, but. I think this one is shorter. It's only six episodes, I think. Oh, okay. So to drop two, it really p bumps you down to only getting five weeks out of a show. That's a good point. I like a nice six-episode banger. Yeah, and I don't know. This might be the only season we get of it. <clears throat> um, we might see Moon Knight and other things, but I know with a lot of these shows, they're kind of working on the one season can conclude like a whole story arc. Yeah. It does, which I'm completely fine with i don't necessarily need another hawkeye show with jeremy renner but that no. season i'll watch every christmas from the now until eternity that's a good call yeah i i could get behind that for sure you know um how'd you feel about i mean he's he i am such a sucker for him he's great in everything i think he is even that crappy uh x-men movie he was in where he was apocalypse, apocalypse. yeah where it was ivan ooze apocalypse ivan ooze that's exactly what he looked um, like um did you know who I just found out because I actually re I recently watched Power Rangers movie. Yeah. The guy that plays Ivan Ooze was the guy that played the bad guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Belloc, the French guy who's like, always oh, like, really? That's him. Yeah. Damn. I I love that movie, though. When I was a little Power kid. Rangers? Oh, that Ivan Ooze movie. It's sick. They go Ivan to the Ooze island. Genuinely terrifying. Yeah. Andy just also got rid of the parents, dude. Classic yeah. villain who's like, dude. It, when you look back on it now, you're like, little creepy that he's like, dude, if you're over 18, you're just going to work in a factory. Well, what was weird about it- I just it, want the kids. After my, yeah, well, after my rewatch, so like, I have a news, creates this ooze stuff, and then, you know, 
pawns it off on all the kids because it was like he just gave it to him for free and then just relied on hopefully the the parents would inspect what it was because that's what the one kid's dad yeah. did and it just zaps them and then they're like zombies like what if the parents like oh cool you got some ooze i don't give a fuck yeah i don't care about my dad would never fall for that just, yeah like he'd be like i don't want to touch that that looks disgusting so it's like why are you pawning it off on the kids when your whole goal was to mind control the parents i don't know it was just weird but yeah i probably the only plot hole in that that movie yeah that other than that, flawless. flawless. The realism, the giant bird men that they fight, truly. Those things are terrifying. Very I, terrifying. I've always had a thing with birds. I've, they've, I'm not terrified. It's not like a phobia. It was worse when I was a little kid, but they make me uncomfortable, especially large birds. And this was these were six humanoid birds, human sized birds. Yeah, I think birds for a lot of people are just weird because they're creepy and they're gross. And when I was a kid, my mom always disgusting. told me they were dirty. There are dirty birds are disgusting. Um, and then like the, there's that there's this one bird. It's like it, it looks like a prehistoric animal. It's got this giant bill. Oh, shoe uh, shoe bill. Stork? Yes. Those things are freaking terrifying. It's like literally something out of like the, the Cretaceous period. I mean, birds are the closest thing to dinosaurs that we got left. Yeah. So it's pretty much right there. I agree with that. And speaking of birds, we get Conchu in this little bird-faced uh, Egyptian god. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So that's what's cool about it. What I wanted to say about Moon Knight was people always made the comparison to me that he was like a Batman character for Marvel, but to me, I've seen some heavy Dr. Fate vibes because it's like a similar concept. He gets these powers from an ancient Egyptian god, basically. Yeah. No, that actually is a way better call, I think. I think people probably say Batman just because it's the most tangible one for people to understand. Yeah, and maybe when the, the story was starting out, it was yeah. more like that. But now with him having the multiple personalities and then having the voices in his head, it's the same way that, you've, that Dr. Fate is typically portrayed to have... Was it Nobu? Yeah, Nobu. Nobu. Um, I think Nobu's a sushi restaurant. Yeah, in no, Beverly it's, Hills. it's N-A-B-O, yeah. Uh, Nobu in like the helmet and kind of talking to whoever's wearing the helmet and being, you know, having that cohesive relationship. Yeah, I've always thought that was interesting, like with the, you know, this entity or whatever is possessing the helmet. And the person, you know, that's being controlled by they have to work together almost usually. Yeah, know? it's. That he's not possessing the person, he's just possessing the helmet that you just yeah. can't take off. It's like you're you're just like a vehicle for this, you know, but like you still have to do well, you know, perform. Yeah, otherwise you, it kills you. The, the helmet's just a crutch, you know. But yeah, Moon Knight was cool. And like, you know, getting back to the whole Egyptian thing, you know, everyone loves ancient Egyptian stuff. It's just so cool. It's so mysterious. I've always found it fascinating. I always thought it was really cool that the Cleveland Art Museum had old sarcophaguses and stuff like that, but... People are people are into that, and it's like because people don't really know a lot about you know ancient Egypt just from what we've found in the frickin' sand, you know. Oh yeah, I mean Egypt is one of those complete mystery places because also I feel like the sand just buries everything. Like think about all the stuff we haven't found. I mean they've found a lot. They we've, just uncovered a tomb like not that long ago. Well, we found a bunch, and then we've also it's just been marauded for. In eternity, like since the beginning of time, when Ka like Cairo was the one of the capitals of the world, it was like, yeah, dude, where do people come in and like steal this shit or like break the noses off the Sphinx and shit? I mean, just do dumbass stuff that they're like, yeah, we're just gonna go and steal all the shit. Think about before all these graves got robbed. Yeah, how much gold and shit was probably in those that it's like just been stolen and melted down, and now 
sitting around Kodak Black's those, those neck. Big, <laughs> those big thievery like takes back then, the, the big grave robbing payoffs back then, like it's like the equivalent to like almost like the tech boom now. Yeah, it's like, dude, you guys know there's all these dead Egyptian guys. We can just get in there and fucking rob this shit. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I mean, there is back then no one knew either. It's like if you got out of the city, I imagine they're like, all right, well. We can't get them. Yeah, it's eighteen hundreds, dude. Yeah, or like even the late late eighteen hundreds or something. Like, dude, I heard Abraham Lincoln's buried here. Let's go. Yeah, you're like open his grave and see what's in it. Yeah, it's people were just burying countless amounts of treasure with people, and then just ten minutes later, some guy was just like, "Uh, "Yeah, I'm just gonna take that." Dude, like, think about. I mean. It's a well-known fact that it's, like, much harder to get away with crimes these days. Yeah. Like, compared to back then, it's like, dude, think about all the people that just never got caught doing all this gnarly thievery. Oh, I mean, back then, the only way they could even, like, identify you was to just be, like, hey, we had a guy, he drew 50 pictures of yeah. you. Hopefully one of those pictures. Isn't that like a whole thing? Like, they're not even, like, certain that the, <laughs> the Mona Lisa at the Louvre is the actual Mona Lisa. Yeah. They're just like, they're pretty sure that that's the one. Oh, a painting like that, too. I'm just like, dude, someone could have forged this thing. (laughs) This isn't something that is unforgeable, I imagine. And also, in art, people are just more than happy to be at their own asses and be like, yeah, no, this is it. I could tell from the brush strokes. And it's like, can you? There was a big time art forager in New York. I watched this episode of American Greed on it. And, I mean, he he pulled over a fast one on these folks. And he was literally just one of these, like... He was like a Chinese or some sort of Asian immigrant that lived in New York. And like, there's people all over. I can't remember which neighborhood it is or if it's by a park, but they just like do paintings, like commission paintings. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'll paint this. You know, and they just sell them. This guy was so good. He could forge anything. But like, yeah, it gets past people, even the biggest art snobs. Like, he had a Jackson Pollock uh, counterfeit. He freaking spelled Pollock wrong on, on the when he, on the signature. And they never they never caught it. They were like, damn. I, that seems like a really easy. They red probably flag. thought it was just like made it more rare the fact that he misspelled his own name. Like, yeah, no, it's like, because it wasn't him. He really was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even spell his own name. Um, but back to some Moon Knight stuff. I thought Oscar Isaac crushed it. I also thought Big Ethan Hawke coming in hot, dude. He ain't staying comfy. He's getting that glass in the shoes. I mean, that great intro scene to that whole show. <laughs> yeah, you're like. Okay, where is this going? Oh, oh, he's putting it in his sandals. Oh, okay. Oh, very oh. cool. I yeah. thought he was going to do some magic spell shit with it, but no. No, he just puts it in his shoes. It seems like he's like passing a lie detector test, and he's like, all right, if I oh, put... Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering if it's kind of that vibe of it, because yeah. he does the weird, you know, oh, I chat, I judge who's good and evil. I don't want to live in that town either. No. First off, I'm not going to stand there in the goddamn city square every day to watch a couple people either die or not yeah. die my buddy made a good comparison that it uh shout out dylan devito if you're listening that it almost had a minority report feel where it's like oh it's not something you've already done but might something you might be doing, doing later. later yeah and i also think there's it probably has nothing to do with actually how good that person is it's probably some kind of other weird scale that he's just i imagine he's manipulating that that's, that could definitely, I could see that where it's going, yeah. Um, how'd you feel about, so we get the car the car scene, or the car chase yeah. scene is kind of the big action piece, which I thought was a sick scene. It was really good, yeah. Um, and then you get that museum scene where he's kind of getting chased by the monster or whatever it was at the end. It kind of reminded me of one of those like 
the dog guardians that in are Ghostbusters. Oh, and like, yeah, it's yeah. always been. I feel like they're in, um, like, they're always in Egyptian shit where it's like yeah. they're like the tall jackal looking. Oh yes, things. yes, the jackal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mummy returns. That I think that's how I was thinking heavy, but it reminded me of that. And then I like that we didn't see it a ton. Yeah, you kind of just get a little glimpse of it. It's not on front. I think street. that what, what's gonna set this show apart from the rest of all the Marvel stuff is because yeah, like Moon Knight is kind of a not in a bad way, but just a second tier character. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's something fresh, you know. You, you it gives some these fans something new to look forward to. Like, oh yeah, I don't know a lot about this character, but I like where this is going. This is really cool. It's exciting. I think it the mystery to it is very good so far as well. And that's the thing too. People, everyone loves a good mystery story, you know. And yeah, it it truly in my mind, I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, no, it's funny though. Ethan Hawke with, with the the scale tattoo. Oh the yeah, it's just funny. Like when it happens, like when the woman, like you know. It's, she's guilty or whatever and he he's so just like i'm sorry it's not me it's the tattoo it's not me it's the tattoo i'm a libra <laughs> i had i got this tattoo because i was a libra right. i don't even like and, egypt and it moves when they, it tells me that if people are bad and apparently you're bad I'm you're sorry. bad you, you seem nice but you're bad and now you're dead <laughs> it almost yeah it just he does a great job of being a very ominous like weird guy because I imagine he's kind of an yeah. ominous, weird guy. Has he ever played like a bad guy type role before? I don't know. I'm not the biggest Ethan Hawke kind of guy. When I think Ethan Hawke, I think Training Day. Yeah. And that's shit. pretty much it. Like, what well, other- That's about it. Like, he always had. Oh, you know, so he was in um, a movie I wanted to see. I'm a, a Richard Linklater. He's the guy that Days oh, and Confused. Yeah. It was a movie I think it was called Boyhood. Yeah. And that was the the movie they shot it for like 10 years. Yeah, and it goes through that kid growing up. I just always thought that I just thought that was really cool that they literally made this movie for 10 years and literally showed this kid grow I, up I and saw Ethan Hawke's the dad. Was yeah. it good? It's it's fine. It was long though. It was like 3 hours, isn't it? It's long and it's also other than the wow factor of like, "Oh my gosh, this is the same kid and he's like truly aged yeah. over this period of time." It wasn't just gimmicky. Like there actually was a good story to it. Yeah. yeah, there's a pretty good story, but it's also like a movie that I'm like, yeah, okay, it's not. It wasn't. I think it was more of a uh, experiment on, yes. you know, how this would work and how to use with a child, especially like having them have these formative years and grow. You kind of get this like, oh man, it's the same kid. It's not like a recast. It's just like this child's grown up, and rarely do you get to see that in a movie. Yeah, and the experiment aspect of it also that's like oh yeah this movie took a while to make you know things change themes change like shit he probably rewrote the damn movie a couple times you know but yeah i do like link later i'm more you know i'm big into you know daisy confused is a classic but i also like a movie by him i don't know if you ever saw it not to get too off topic but waking life you're familiar with that film uh-uh. dude it's a really cool movie he made where uh it's actually the kid from daisy and confused that plays mitch campbell the freshman yeah uh, he's the main character and Basically, he's like trapped in a dream uh, for the entire movie to the point where he starts to suspect that he's dead. But uh, it takes it's all about dreams. And it's literally just like little mini lectures he, with he, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's in Waking Life. Yeah. yeah. That, that, the scene from Waking Life, I think, is taken from a different 
um, Richard Linklater movie, and they just kind of spliced it into this. But the thing about it is, it has this really cool animation. Yeah, kind of like a Scanner Darkly. I was just gonna yeah. say it looks like a Scanner Darkly. A By the bit. time he made Scanner Darkly, that what he did with like he kind of perfected that type of animation. Okay, but in Waking Life, it's supposed to look to look like a dream. When I watched this movie the first time, when I was like a freshman in high school, sophomore in high school, I was like, "This is so, I've never seen a movie like this, and I've never seen something capture." what it feels like to be in a dream. Like, dude, you should watch this movie sometime. It's Damn. really, really cool. It's very, but it's like literally, so he just like, it's like almost like being in, and it's very accurate. It feels like you're in a dream. You'll, he just kind of walks into a room and he starts talking to somebody. And it's like a little mini lecture, or like a little just like conversation piece. And then he moves on, maybe flies away or walks over to a different room and starts talking to someone else. Oh, it's so it a, does have that like real like trippy it's energy. Dense. It's yeah. very trippy, in it, but it is very dense. It's very wordy, and you, but it's just kind of cool like listening to what these people talk about. And the whole reason he thinks he's dead is because the scene with Ethan Hawke where he's talking about, um, he said, you know, there's a study. They, they say that, you know, when you die, there's eight to ten minutes of brain activity after you die. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's the whole concept of when you're in a dream, it feels like time is moving slower. So, you know, like like you could have this long, intricate dream and it only lasted two minutes. Gotcha. So like a eight to ten minute window in your brain that could be your a whole another life you're living after oh, your death. Shit. So it's like a really cool concept I, that always fascinated me. And uh, after that, I started reading books about like lucid dreaming and stuff like that. And, and all that. Oh man, it's 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 pretty cool. You should watch it sometime. Um, it's funny because I just watched uh maybe it was some video on YouTube. Where they're talking about actors who were so underskilled or inexperienced that it it helped it benefited the role, and the main kid from Days and Confused yes. is was like one of like the top five. Oh, he had on no it. idea what he was doing. And the, well, they but they said that it really helped helped with the role because he, he truly felt like an awkward high school kid. The one scene where he's like asking the girl out and he's like keeps touching his face. Oh my God. The, yeah. It's, it's like a, it's it, a running joke. Yeah. yeah. It is like a, such a true thing. And I thought it was funny because to connect that to, uh, to comics, even they brought up Gal Gadot being a very, really not a great actress. And that's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that like outside of the Wonder Woman role, she's not that great. No. Well, and I think it benefits in Wonder Woman, though, because it's supposed to be a person displaced from their culture and it does it displaced in time, really, where, you know, Themyscira is basically in ancient Greece and yeah. like she's coming into like World War One era and it's she's like, what's all this? And Th- that was a big part I liked about that movie. I think that's why that first one worked so first well though. Great. Because the second one is just an absolute oh shit. God. I wanted to like it so bad and I couldn't. But yeah, like and then you know, they said the same thing about Henry Cavill when he was Superman, like he's emotionalist and blah blah. I'm like, he's a freaking alien. I thought that was great the way that he yeah. didn't really display emotions because he's not human. And it's I Superman's it was a nice also touch. not really like a very emotional. Car- no. it, when I think of, I almost think of Batman as being more emotional. Oh yeah. Than Superman, like Superman's such a just Boy Scout and moral compass person that it's like this is right, this is wrong, black and white. Batman is definitely more of like a gray zone. Like for being someone that's supposed to be this dark brooding person, I guess brooding is like that emotion of like. Yeah, dude, you're just kind of, you know, in the dumps. Yeah, who, Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just a the, sad boy. He's the OG sad boy. <laughs> he is truly the ultimate sad boy. Estate 1939 or whatever. He did. <laughs> he was on there first, him and Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Oh, my Early God. Early sad boys. But no, uh, 
So I know you always got the little nuggets of like spoilers. Have you dove into like the storyline of Moon Knight at all? Or like, you so know, I haven't. I didn't watch the new episode that dropped today. Uh, so that way, anyone listening to this can date this. Show. I totally thought yesterday was Wednesday, and like I thought that it was up last night. I'm like, oh no, it's tomorrow. Um, but I haven't read any spoilers for today because I do actually want to. It's available. I can, you know, I kind of want to know where this leads, and like I think a spoiler for it might be a little yeah in, no i just didn't know if, not even spoiler but like i don't know if you read like you know what's what, happening what's the yeah what's the entire i have no idea of this yeah I, no one, so yeah we don't even know ethan hawk's just this guy with a tattoo that yeah can fucking tell you if you're an asshole or i'm not. guessing that ethan hawk is so if moon knight is the avatar for Kanchu, i'm guessing ethan hawk is the avatar for some alligator monster ass uh greek god or egyptian, egyptian god. god and i'm guessing the they vessel pro- yeah they probably are trying to either get themselves back on earth or you know they both have some kind of skewed sense of what justice is and yeah. that's how they're figuring it out and i don't know i'm interested I don't know a ton of Moon Knight other characters, so I don't know what we're getting. And I know they're trying to keep this. It's in the MCU, so it's in that universe. But I think this is going to be a little more isolated of a show. Like no Bruce, no Bruce Banner just walking in and being like, "Hey, did you need a hand with anything?" Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> no, I think it'll be a good. This is probably going to be one of the better shows because it is going to be isolated enough it's gonna have its own feel to it i think it's gonna be this really cool mystery you're not gonna know you're gonna kind of constantly be wondering what's happening uh i kind of dozed off like briefly like near the end yeah what's the little thing he has is like a medallion or what uh, a scarab the scarab so does he give it up at the very end i can't remember. no he still has the scarab um he ethan hawk wants the scarab i Everything in Egyptian culture always seems to come down to these scarabs that I don't really understand <laughs> yeah. uh, why they love the Beatles so much. They were just a rock band. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, mediocre at best. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but no, he is holding on to it. I think this next episode, a bit more of the costume. Um, we'll get to see him fully suited up. This but, the, the, episode two, huh? You think so? Yeah, I think we're going to see, because you get that bathroom fight scene where you I also kind of like the you you hear him fight. You don't see him necessarily, but you're hearing him fight a lot. Yeah, that scene in the bathroom was cool. That was trippy with the mirrors and everything. Yeah. I dug that. That was pretty awesome. I think they're doing a good job at um, using the internal voice where it's hard because you're going to catch some Venom comparisons, I think, no matter what. And because Venom is, is done very wonky where this one seems a lot better. And I'm just hoping that it doesn't get to an outrageous point where like the Venom one, I hate, not hate, but I don't like that much because it's making like stupid jokes and it's like, can oh, we, yeah. can we eat him? And yeah, you're like, come on. dude, this is so, this is brutal. Like, I, yeah, I can't this is supposed to be a terrifying, place. you know, space alien. Like Tom Hardy actually is kind of a funny dude in his own right, but like it just doesn't belong in this whole Venom Sony Marvel Universe. No, and I think that's a great segue great to, to the point. Uh, Michael Morbius. <laughs> oh, How? What was your prior to this movie? What was your feelings on Morbius? 
my my feelings were the fact that like we already have a vampire character in the Marvel universe and it's Blade. It's yeah. always been Blade. Blade's one of the fucking OG superhero movies. Cool as fuck. I mean, it's just it's yeah. awesome. Um Morbius is I mean, talk about second tier Moon Knight. I mean, dude, Morbius is way out there. Um he does make some appearances in some really good uh it's an as a '90s run of Doctor Strange. It's Doctor Strange: Sorcerer Supreme. Okay, I believe, and um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in that run. I actually been meaning to pick it up because they have a nice uh, Marvel epic collection of it is, in full color. I noticed that's the new. Uh, so are we no more essentials? They're called no. epic collections. Oh, screw the essentials. For those that don't know, Marvel essentials were black and white uh, collections of Marvel books, and it was just. Yeah, it was cool that you had all the books, but no. But now they have the epic collection. It's full color, and the best part about it too is that it's all sequential. So, oh, so it does go in order. And so, everything. like the perfect example, the Doctor Strange book that I have, I believe it's the third, uh, the volume three of uh, the Doctor Strange epic collections. It is the late '60s era Doctor Strange where he has the full head, oh, head the gear, face mask, and the, the blue mask. Yeah, and then they stopped his title. And then went to these Marvel premieres. And, or yeah. Marvel Presents, I'm sorry. I mean, it was Marvel Presents. they were doing but, two. It was a kind of like a split Yeah, book. so then they gave them like 10 of those, 12, maybe 12 of those. And then they, they people really liked it. I mean, it's one of my favorite storylines is this whole thing with uh, uh, with the book of uh, Cagliostro. And yeah. then uh, every, every, a bunch of people get involved. And uh, uh, Shumagorath, like all the big heavy hitting. You get all the classic Classic Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange baddies. Yeah. And then, um, then, then after that, they end up just giving him his own title again in yeah, 1974, goes, I believe. Um, yeah, I think so. I mostly remember Morbius, honestly, from. Is he on Spider Man? He was in the Spider Man. That's right. He was in the 90s cartoon. Yeah, that's what my. Felicia! Felicia, no! I'm a vampire now! Was that like later in the series, like getting towards like the Madam Web era? Or I was think that... so. I want to say it was like. It definitely wasn't first season. I dude. Memories flashing back. I totally forgot about the Morbius character in that '90s yeah. Spider-Man. Um, because I mean, Morbius has been around for a while, but it is just kind of weird second-tier vampire type thing. And I just don't know why we need this yeah, this movie. He, he kind of, like did he ever have his own title or no? I'm Man, sure there I'm sure was a you know some runs of a Morbius title that went you know twelve issues and little storylines here and there, but I don't think he, again, he's kind of this like anti-hero, like, vi- like, I don't know why they're so obsessed with making these villain movies when you can't really even have a villain. If it's going to be your main character and your quote unquote hero, but it's a villain, it's like, they can't even really do that much. Otherwise people are just like, Whoa. That's not what a hero would do. It's like, dude, no, he's going to kill people. He's going to drink their blood and he's going to kill them. Yeah. And like, you know, so what I was saying about this Doctor Strange run where he's in it, like, first of all, that that is a really cool uh, little segment of Doctor Strange, that early 90s, the Sorcerer Supreme run. The artwork's great. They actually get Gene Colan to come back, who's an old school artist on Doctor oh, Strange. Okay. And then, like, but the whole, uh, this whole volume of that Marvel Epic collection is like specifically like vampire themes because he's dealing with Morbius Got so much. You. And, um, yeah. I, Vampires hate Doctor Strange. Oh, dude. There's yeah. one thing I know. <laughs> they hate magic. Yeah. <laughs> they hate that shit. But yeah, it, you know, I, I want to see the movie. Just, to, I mean, what it, can it really be that bad? You know, I'm like really like interested. And honestly, I'm sure you're the same way. I like a bad movie as much as a good movie. Sometimes, you know. If it, oh yeah. If it's entertaining in a different way than it just being 
I have silly or stupid. You know, it's I have a feeling it's that in between the the unsweet spot of just being just a movie like or it's just like a chore to get through. Yeah, it's just something that you're like, all right, well, this is what it is. And it's I so there are two post credit scenes. The first one, I I've heard about both of them because people are like, these are absolutely horrendous and set up things that are just never going to happen. But one of them. I, do you care if I uh, go for it, guys? Spoilers, yeah, spoiler from, here. The, from the Morbius. We're talking uh, Fast and the Furious size spoiler coming at you. Uh, end credit scene: Michael Keaton's The Vulture finally appears. Yeah, no, that was uh, I. That, I heard about this already. I well, like. yeah, so he was in the trailer. Yeah, but they cut that whole part of him being in the trailer. Oh, and just made it the end credits. There's a different end credit scene where. Somehow he shows up in the Morbius universe and is just like, okay, I'm here now. This must have been Spider-Man's doing. Yes, because I did hear about this. And then he said something. He's like, oh, I kind of like it here. Some shit like that. It's just like, what are you, what is happening? Michael Keaton, get the hell out of here, dude. Like, I, I love Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. I say get the hell out of here because we, we want to save your, your career yeah. in the superhero world. I'd rather you stay in the Marvel cinematic universe and do some shit versus like going into the Sony universe where nothing's happening. Dude, yeah, completely. Our next movie we're getting, I think, is a fucking Madam Web movie. Really? Yeah, which we don't. Which I just mentioned earlier. That's really Yeah, weird. we don't need a Madam Web movie. No. They don't have a Spider-Man. And I pray every day that they do not. Timothee no one, Well, that no one over there is like, why don't we use Miles Morales? Because it's like, no, that should be in the MCU because it would be cool. Oh, yeah. No, keep it out of Sony. It's got, I would love to see it in the MCU, especially because this is also a great pivot point. God, we were on point with these pivots I did, today. crushing. I just finished the story mode on the uh, newer Spider-Man game, Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, fucking awesome it was really fun um he you know miles morales i i'm pretty sure it's in the comic book too he has almost like this way of like manipulating like energy and electricity yep which i think is like some sort of spider trait um and that just brings ah. a new fun element to the spider-man character yeah he's got a di- he can kind of go invisible he kind of has and the this invisible little, thing too yeah he's got this little electric shock thing it's yeah. oh that's uh, an into the spider-verse too, yeah right? and yeah. it's kind of um a extra some extra little powers for him i think I don't know if the kid's too old now, but the kid from Stranger Things, yeah, great Miles Morales. Yeah, but they need, they need. Uh, it's got he's got to be because they caught a bunch of flag with this with the uh, West Side Story movie. It's got to be he's got to be black and Puerto Rican. Ah, which they can classic. find. They'll find. Yeah. Like I, well, well, Smith's son. I wonder who the <laughs> honestly, dude. He kind of looks like him. I know it's sad, but but how old is he now? He's probably he's a little younger well, than he's us, like so. eternally youthful now. He's like never gonna age. They were. Uh, I feel like they were trying to put him in a lot of stuff for a while. But I haven't seen him in anything in a while. What's no, his son's name again? Uh, Jaden. Is it Jaden? Yeah. And I think we've completely. We're no longer gonna be doing Jaden Smith in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, he's just not a great actor. He was in like no. Kar- he's not a good actor. He no. was in the Karate Kid. They did that shitty After Earth That's movie. Right, that was him. Like After Earth, which was like him and Will Smith. Yeah. That that was that. Uh, was that a Night Shyamalan? Uh, that might have been. Yeah, I heard it got very poorly reviewed, much like our Morbius. But I, you know, I think we, I, I would love to have a night where we just, we just pop in Morbius. Yeah, I would definitely it. watch it. I wouldn't be upset about it. It's, it's going to be a streaming in like two weeks, probably. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be giving it away at like grocery stores here very soon. Um, 
They I mean, said Robert Patterson's Batman's going to be on HBO pretty soon. That I'm excited for. I'll probably give that a rewatch. But I, I will too, actually. It just again, that's something that I'm like, where's the Penguin show? I'd rather oh, see the coming. Penguin show than yeah. like the Batman movie again. Yeah, I, I don't. I never got a date on that, but they say it's 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 coming. I know it's in the works. Greenlit or whatever. Um, you know, someone mentioned that we didn't really talk about it too much with the new Batman movie. That there actually was a lot of like long Halloween references in there. Yeah, there were definitely some good long Halloween references. I think. That storyline is so difficult to do because of the fact it's so filled with villains. It's the same way oh my God, you yeah. couldn't do a hush story in like a movie form because to be true at all to the actual comic, it's I mean, you just have so many villains like you have such a pre-established universe for them at that time that no one's like, who's the Mad Hatter? Like, you don't have to go in and, like, explain all of it. They're just like, yeah, so the Mad Hatter's here, and he's fucking this shit up. And you're yeah. like, cool, awesome. I love how this lo-. The thing with the, both those books, too, t- the reason they're probably two of my absolute favorite Batman, you know, runs of all time is because the artwork on them in both of those are just, like, insane. Yeah, and they're for, di- very, for different reasons. And they're very different, yeah. yeah. You get um, Jim Lee on... The Hush books, I'm pretty sure, is who did yes. those. And then, uh, what's his name on? Who's Tim, Lo- Tim Sale. Tim Sale on Long Halloween. And they're both ultra unique, but they're, they're both just so... They know how to fill a page and make yeah. it look fucking... That Killer Croc intro in Hush is like... Yeah. I've never been more disappointed in my life than watching the animated version of that yeah and not getting i think it's i don't even think it's killer crocodile i think it's like bane maybe yeah i I can't remember if i watched that one or not because then that's the thing you know i actually do like what dc the dc animation is doing with like taking these very popular uh titles and just trying to make an animated version of it which is kind of where it belongs instead of doing a big hollywood production of it um, like the hollow long Halloween was a two parter. That was okay. Yeah. I, um, I under the red hood is fantastic. Uh, yeah. killing joke was, uh, nah, I think it's more, uh, feasible to do when you get these like newer runs of stuff that like under the red hood works really well in that animated form. That was awesome. So good. That's probably my favorite Batman, like storyline turned into an animated without feature. a doubt. Yeah. I almost, it's one of the rare instances that the animated one might be because I've read the run for comics. You know who does that one? Um, who drew that or, one? Or wrote or wrote it? Or, or wrote it? That I don't know. I'm not too sure, but still, like I mean, dude, they, I mean, I I always was like knew about the storyline, but I never really dove into it. Um, yeah. But man, when I watched that, I'm like, this is awesome. Homeboy from the OC does the yep. Batman. Yeah. Um, Benjamin McKenzie. Benjamin. And then he, well, Ryan in the OC. Ryan, that's why. Oh, it's Ryan? Yeah. Okay. He he does a great job, and then he ends up playing Jim Gordon later on in life in uh, In Gotham. In Gotham, right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's really cool. And Gotham had a pretty fucking good run. Judd Winwick. Never heard of him. He did the uh, Under the Red Hood um, art. The no, he did. He wrote it. He the, wrote the art is Doug Mankey. I know that name. I'm trying to think. What I was gonna say, did. I have n- Doug Mankey. I think you think he just did a lot, he did a lot of Batman Green Lantern. I was gonna say, neither. oh, the mask. That's why. Oh, he duh. was the guy that drew the mask. Uh, it was it was um, John Acudi. 
Arcuddy. Arcuddy. Yeah, John Arcuddy. And then, yeah, uh, Doug Mankey. I knew, I knew, I'm like, I know that name. Yeah, he drew for The Mask. And I always loved the... Yeah, the art in The, the Mask. The art in The Mask is fantastic. Um, Yeah, I think those animated ones, though, are just... It's a nice, refreshing thing. And it's almost weird because the Batman ones are really just, like, the ones that work the well, best. Well, now that I know that Doug Mankey did the art on Under the Red Hood, I'm definitely going to pick this up. That's awesome. It's been purchased. <laughs> Amazon click. Well, yeah. No, I'm going up to Carolyn John's. Shout out. Shop local. Dude, we shot. Actually, I'm actually going over there after I drop you off. So oh, maybe, hell yeah. Maybe I'll pick it up. So we hit Morbius. It, I haven't seen it. Two thumbs down. <laughs> That's my Just review. Just from what I heard. Just in the rumblings on the streets, an epic picture as always. It's going down. Avi Arid. Avi Arid is a notorious movie producer who is constantly ruining things. Yeah. That's his vibe. Did they base his character off of Ari and Entourage? I that I don't know, but he I just know he was the same guy who uh I want to have a big spider in the Superman movie. Oh no. Oh and then he got it in in Wild, 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 Wild West. Oh that's West. him. Yeah, that's Aviary okay. and he did He's a understanding has a little bit of an issue with any non-whites or women. Like he's just very like he's like who would go see a movie starring a woman? Like he's like <laughs> that kind of guy. And you're just like I don't know, dude. Have you ever gone to the movies before? God, for anyone that hasn't seen it, the documentary about the Superman movie, the Tim Burton Superman movie that never got made. Oh, it was definitely great. watch it. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen it. I love the fact that Kevin Smith like did one of the original scripts for that, yeah. like a, a first draft, and he was just like super flattered. Like he's like, "This is awesome! I'll give it a crack at it." Yeah, sure. And I think it was working with Javier Reed that he was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah, dude. It was the same reason that we got Venom in Spider Man Three. The Tobey Maguire. He set wanted. He is, wanted. He's to- like, we got to have Venom, and it's like, well, we have this really great storyline around like centering around Sandman that is. That portion of the movie is really great. Yeah, the Thomas Sandman Hayden, great. Thomas Hayden Church. I mean, he got he got back. You know, yeah. he, he came back, and he literally is, you know, Sandman. Sandman is a is a good uh, Superman villain for sure. Like Spider Man, sorry, Spider Man, very very interesting, and they just did a great job with that. Yeah, and he has he's a sympathetic character yes. where he has a daughter who's sick. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a pre canned situation oh, but, i'm a sucker for a villain that like turns good or like yeah. has an ulterior motive that like makes them a good guy yeah it's kind of a mr freeze mr freeze situation yeah. That's what where I think of, yeah you're you're like okay i get it this guy just wants to you know fix, help his daughter and then blah blah blah. he ends up becoming tails all this time ends up becoming a human sand machine and uh <laughs> you know now he's got to rob some banks but yeah he's um he was a Involved in the Morbius movie, which caused a bunch of the reshoots and stuff. It just well, then why does why do they keep putting this guy on projects like this? I mean, I, because it's just a. I think it's just a hierarchy of. But once also, you've the, gotten this job, the fact he didn't get laughed out of Hollywood after. So here's the thing about Wild Wild West. I actually loved that movie when I was a kid, but Same. famously known that it had a huge budget and made no money. Nothing. Like they lost their ass. I'm talking like they probably lost almost a hundred million dollars on that movie. I believe it. How do they let this guy in Hollywood still just fucking oh, pissing money away? Yeah. hundred million dollars to them though is like, whatever we all make mistakes, Apparently. man. Um, and that's the thing about Morbius. It's going to be, it's going to be one of those things like, ah, ha ha ha. Remember when we did Morbius and it made no fucking money. Like, Yeah. Now they're working on a Craven the Hunter movie where he's the, the main focus. Craven the Hunter. Yes. 
All right. I mean, great character, but like really a standalone movie? Like, what That's what it? I'm saying. I just don't get it. They're and it's also again, stop making these villains like you're trying to force them into being heroes and it's like Craven the Hunter is a psychopath. Yeah. He's killed Spider Man. He buried him and then pretended to be him. He is a fucking lunatic. It's like don't stop trying to sugarcoat these people and ruining them for what they once were. So in a little delay situation, though, moving away from Morbius, Obi-Wan. Yes. Two-day delay. <sighs> but we're getting two episodes. That's big. That's big. And that's going to be awesome because I'm going to watch them back to back for sure. Yeah, I think that's got to be, I imagine, Return of Ewan McGregor, possible Darth Vader sighting in one of the first two episodes. We're going to. That's probably going to be one of Disney Plus's biggest premieres. Yeah. Like, those numbers right off rip have to be insane. I would love to see, like, some, like, type of scene. I mean, it's not going to happen, but, you know, it'd be funny seeing Darth Vader. Like, he's like, you know, the Death Star is being constructed at this time. Yeah. And just, like, dealing with, like, the contractors and shit like that, being like, oh, like, this guy's, like, really fucking me over. He, yeah. He, he quoted me this price, and now it's something else. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know how these... <laughs> these Tuscan Raiders work, man. Come on. Um, no, I'm excited, though, to see... Because we get so many people back. And we're going to get um, all these weird new... Not new characters, but characters we've never seen in real life, I think, start popping up. Like characters from Clone Wars and from whatever other animated and comic universe stuff. Because they just have so many characters to play with that yeah. it's like... Dude, I just want us to be done with the Skywalker family. Or even like, you know, it'd be cool seeing him have some sort of communication with Yoda, like yeah. via like a com link or something, because you know, they're pretty much the only two Jedi left for the most part. Yeah, but now I think we are gonna see But now we know like Osaka's around and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think we're gonna start seeing some more of these other characters. There's some like long haired hippie kid that uh is a Jedi that Freddie Prince Jr. plays in Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Oh, really? Yeah, I forget what his name is, but he ends is that up like newer cartoon. That came yeah, it's like out? a yeah, it's a newer one. Um, but he actually defeats like Thrawn, and they kind of go into like shoot each other off into hyperspace, and now they're lost. But we're everyone's like he could be back. And then there's also that new game. The main character of it, the redhead kid, is just the kid from Shameless. Yes. So if that you ever want to transfer that over, it's like, yeah, that person exists. That you, would actually be awesome if we saw him. I could see that happening. Yeah. So, I mean, we do have, again, I'm always, I love Star Wars, hate Skywalkers. That's my, that's my gripe. All my homies hate Skywalkers. All my homies hate Skywalkers. And honestly, now I put Boba Fett into the Skywalker category. <laughs> His biggest crybaby ass little... Hey, should we have the big battle in my fortress castle? No, I'm a man of the people. We'll do it in the middle of town. Yeah, and like, maybe, maybe ruin some of their small businesses yeah, <laughs> along yeah. the way. I just opened up a juice shop, Boba. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if it's going to be all on Tatooine. I mean, like if that happens, I won't be surprised. But I think they're going. I hope they're going to do a good job of jumping around and seeing what other yes. people in the Star Wars universe are doing. 
You know, whether, yeah, it's someone kind of like lost, you know, I don't have the right coordinates, and they're just floating around in space. Yeah, and, you know. I don't care. Just enough of you guys filming in Namibia. It, it can't, yeah, it can't be desert scenery 24 7 because, like you said, they've already done several shows with this entire theme. So they got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, it's honestly, at this point, it's on the same goddamn planet, even. It's not like we're even really transferring. The, there's a million planets in this goddamn universe, and we've chosen the most boring-looking yeah. one of all of them. Well, I will get that's why that's why Mandalorian was good because especially by that second yeah. season, they were they were going to like every episode they're on a different planet. That which is awesome. That's Great episode I, in that second season when he's trying to get the like fish lady to yep. her mate, and they're on like the ice planet with the ice spiders, and like that shit was fucking awesome, dude. That's like, what you want to see, though. Yeah. I want to explore this whole universe, and I've said it um, countless times. I'm sure that. I'm just, I get it. One of the planets is a desert. I, are you, do you guys think this is like impressive or something? This is, can't even be the coolest planet to live on. There has to be a just regular, yeah, like. I haven't seen a goddamn pod race since 1999. <laughs> yeah, dude. The one cool thing you guys were doing out there, and we don't do it anymore, apparently. <laughs> The pod racing. That was the coolest thing you guys did. Hey, maybe maybe we'll come back in Kenobi. That'd be fucking that would be sweet, dude. Sick if we got it was literally one of the coolest parts of Phantom Menace, which majority of people hated. But yeah. that was fucking cool. And they uh, you haven't seen it since. And it's yeah, and it's never even been brought up. No. <laughs> it, they like completely forgot that we did they did this whole thing. Like Boba Fett, one of those dudes could have just been in a pod racer and like, you know, zipped around the city. Yeah. Now I did like actually they did call back to Phantom Menace in Boba Fett where he gets that Naboo Starfighter thing. Yeah, and that that ship is fucking sick. No, that I like all that. I, I just, used to have like a model figure of the of, Naboo ship, the yellow one. Yeah. No, I think that was that was cool. I think we're gonna get some more callbacks to that. I just Boba Fett was rough, and it makes me not super eager to get back to Star Wars world. Is John Fett Obi Wan yeah. show? Okay. I think I think okay. John Favreau in my mind is essentially the Kevin Feige of Star Wars now. At this point, yeah. Which is cool. I'm all but for that. But he's even more hands-on because he's directing and writing. Yeah, he does some of the directing and writing and shit like that and I think that's a great that's a huge benefit though that Mandalorian had because he was more hands-on it seemed like with oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Boba Fett seemed more like all right, yeah, you guys like it's Boba Fett. We guys can't fuck it up. <laughs> and then we ended up having to just have two episodes of Mandalorian within the Boba Fett season. That's exactly what happened. Um, but I, I'd be man. John Favreau is probably one of my favorite people in Hollywood, just because of the way his career has gone and where yeah. he's at now. It's just really cool. I just watched. I just rewatched Swingers the other night. Like your money, baby, dude. I, I felt money after watching that. You know, I've told you this before, and you can relate. There's just those nights where I just need that dose of like '90s nostalgia. Oh yeah, and that was just the perfect little splash of like a very specific place at a very specific time. Look, look, I'm making '99's head bleed. Look at me, I'm I'm making Gretzky's head bleed right yeah, now. Yeah, that was sick, dude. Mikey. Who's at the door? Is it is the delivery driver cute? Is he cute? Is he cute, Mikey? <laughs> That's like that is such a to have a little John Favreau tangent here. That movie is probably one of my favorite. Especially first half movies. Yes, yes. The end of it starts to trickle a little bit. Trickle, I, but still good. I yeah, mean, it's, it's only not, an hour and a half. Like that's the other. It's thing a too. short like, movie. Yeah. Um, but that's dude Vince. Vince Vaughn is the perfect person in my mind of separating the art from the artist. Yeah, I love Vince Vaughn as an actor. I fully on probably sucks as a person. Yeah, I mean, I've he, heard bad stories. I 
I bet it was something like probably like when he hit his peak, like hit his yeah. stride. But I bet now he's kind of come back down to earth. I could see that and just being like, yeah, he's probably you know. had a little bit of a mellow. I mean, I, I just mean, watched the documentary about Tony Hawk the other day, and he was like, oh yeah, like early two thousands when I was like crazy, you know, popular and relevant. Like, yeah, I didn't like the person who I was. I didn't like, you know, was like I wasn't spending time with my family. It was all about, you know. Like, you know, nine hundreds. He, he, <laughs> he's like, fame is the worst drug. You know, like you start buying into this whole thing. Like, oh, I'm a famous person, so I have to do all this. Stuff. Yeah. But now he's like, and even his son said, like, yeah, like his oldest son, who's like our age, he's like, yeah, like he wasn't like always around. Like that really fucking sucked. But like now he's probably the best version of himself he possibly could be because he's got all these younger kids now, and he's spending more time with them, and it's, yeah, he's just a better person. You know, be the first to tell you. And it's also, even I imagine Tony Hawk too is probably hypercritical of himself in that regard sure. and it's like there's probably a lot of pro skateboarder dads who are much worse than tony hawk well yes and no but it was with tony was the whole thing was he was just on the road all the time yeah, he was just gone he had so that touring long. thing that i saw at the queue back the in boom the boom hawk jam boom boom hawk jam and like you know video games and red carpet premieres and all this bullshit, yeah i mean he know? was a huge celebrity yeah. and that just unfortunately it's you know requires you to be on the road and doing all these things and you know you do have to capitalize a little bit on in that a lot of times you don't know how long that window's open yeah so you don't know if there's going to be a Tony Hawk three if it's Tony Hawk under you know you don't know if those things are going to happen so when Tony Hawk two is going on you're like we gotta fucking cap like we gotta make sure I'm. This well, you're, you're you're secure in the bag. I mean, yeah. So it's funny you talk about the video games real quick, not to get too off topic, but it was really fun because he's talking about you know when the, when he first made the game, the, you know, the first game, he didn't think it was going to make any money. He didn't think it'd be that popular. He thought, yeah, oh, you know, um, skaters will enjoy this, but not like normal people. So what he did was, uh, you know, it just it was just really popular. So the first three games came out, and by the time the fourth one came out, they were the, the first three games were still on like the top ten best selling list. I think maybe for, just for Activision, yeah. But the fourth came out. He had a luncheon with the fucking you know whoever was in charge at Activision. He goes, "These games are doing so well, you know, blah blah blah." And he's like, "Well, what does that mean?" He goes, "This is what it means." And he handed him a check for like four million dollars. Oh, I believe it <laughs> for the fourth game. And then when the by the time the the Tony Hawk Underground the next game came out, they gave him a, like a twenty million dollar advance just because they knew Jeez, they knew it yeah. would sell like gangbusters. You I know? mean, and it, they are they're just fun. They're, Those are classic video games now. It's a classic video game. It defined a genre of skateboarding games. Like he, and he's so ingrained almost in video game culture itself. I, I watched this really cool documentary about video games years ago, and he was the narrator. Yeah. So it's like because he's now he's a part of that culture, and not just skateboarding yeah. video games. I mean, there it's is so cool. no. It's iconic. It's it is essentially Madden. It's you know yes when you say hey you know you don't go hey you want to play a football video game. It's like, hey, you gotta go play Madden. Yeah, you gotta go play Tony Hawk. It's like, it's the it's, name is synonymous. It's Kleenex, Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there are just certain people that you are the product. You are like your other companies are gonna try and make, you know, two NFL two K or whatever and shit like that, where it's a competitive game to you, but you're they're never gonna hit the heights that you had. I mean, skate for as much as people love playing that, like the those versions. That was the closest. Actually, that those guys kind of gave them a run for their money. Yeah, but it all it just you didn't have a name behind it. Yeah, and a name like Tony Hawk, a personality like him, it was just one of the. It was a perfect storm. Yeah, of things to go right, 
and be able to. That was the difference between the skate was the game that was like mostly just skaters played. Yeah. Tony Hawk, everyone played. hundred so yeah, That's kind of what what Tony Hawk thought it was going to be originally. It was it was just going to be skaters, but, people, but everyone loved it because I think it just has that simple enough control to it. It was that it wasn't. You don't have to know what an ollie is. Yeah, it's hey man, I'm jumping. It's oh, I'm doing this other jump now. It's you know people can play it, enjoy it, do you can do crazy shit. You can grind on telephone wires. You can do all this wild shit that it's like it's fun. It's fun to oh, I've just got to balance and I'm doing this. And I still to this day my original Xbox over here where I have pretty much all the Tony Hawk games and my original PlayStation. But I I will replay those story modes. Like, yeah. Just because I love them, and I just think it's really fun, and it obviously and it's like got to be a pretty nostalgia. Quick, it's got to be a pretty quick little like. Oh, I can beat any of those. Like, actually, just beat the main story of those games in a day. Yeah, a couple hours, no problem. Yeah, and it's you get sucked in, and you're like, cool, this was fun. Yeah, and it's almost it's just like it's that um, it's the same reason you know people binge The Office you know five six times, watch the entire series. It's a comfort thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You got your comfort shows. I got my comfort video games where I can just go in. I know exactly what I'm doing, and it's like just very nice and neat. And yeah, you're able to just like kind of fly through it. It's like you know, it's doing a puzzle. Yes, yes. Just like I, I know what this is. It's not like I'm confused. Yeah, and then and then you always maybe you learn something new along the way. You know, you yeah, some, yeah. It's fun. You, you kind of brings back some memories. It's a good nostalgia trip. Um, what else we got in? So you're excited for Obi Wan. I am pumped. Uh, so the date has been pushed back two days. Okay, so what is it now then? Um, I want to say it is after. Um, it's going to be our next show after, uh, Moon Knight. Oh, so we have to wait for Moon Knight to finish. Yeah. That's, oh, so that is, it, is what, usually like, like early June. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I, I figured it was going to be, I thought it was May for some reason, but yeah, those are going to be, uh, keep having one show basically at a time. Um, which I get May 27th. Okay. Is when we're getting. So pretty much right when that's wrapping up. It's, it's got to be. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, week or two break for an adult. You really only get so much use out of a Disney Plus account. It's be- true. You know, there's only. I think we were talking about last week. Yeah, every once in a while, you might want to throw on a classic here or there, but it's like, yeah, there's nothing like really new yeah. that I'm like, I gotta go well, see Seeing Red. One reason I will always probably have it uh, is because The Simpsons is on there. Yeah. No, and I, I actually just recently went back and was watching some Simpsons. That's a good call. Simpsons is a good background show for me always to throw on. Yeah, and then it's nice. I'll rewatch a Marvel movie here and there. Yeah, if I especially if I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this, or in a just while. a scene from a Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's true too. I've definitely watched the portal scene uh, from Endgame, Endgame multiple yeah. times. Oh it, yeah, nothing hypes you up more than that. It is hype, dude. It's it's up there. Well, we're coming up on time. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, and that's, you know, again, that Miles Morales game, Spider-Man, it came out maybe almost a year ago. I bought it because it was on sale, but it's great if you played the original Spider-Man game for PlayStation. Uh, it's the same map, you know. It, 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 I don't know if you knew this, Pat. It's literally New York, like, a scale. Oh, really? So it's, like, very building, accurate. Building for building, street for street. It's actually pretty amazing. Uh, I like when they do that, though, because yeah. I feel like if you're from there, you're like, oh, this is fucking sick. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, and, like, in the first Spider-Man game, there's, a whole thing where you have you know Peter Parker's camera and you can take pictures of like landmarks, you know. But it, it sprinkles in the Marvel stuff too. Like you can you can go down to Bleecker Street and Street and take a picture of uh, the Sanctorium, uh, Doctor Strange's spot, and then there's Avengers Towers in there too, and it's cool. Yeah, I 
I'm sure it has some that leads to so many Easter eggs yeah. in that. And it's that's like the fun shit. It's nice to I don't need Doctor Strange to be in the whole ass game. No, but he's not let, at all. It's just but his let building, me yeah. just have his building yeah, in there. Cool. Let me have the Baxter building. Like let's have There some, was no Baxter. Well, Avengers Tower basically is the Baxter building. Is the building. Baxter yeah. building. Yeah. No, it's uh no, it's cool. the story was kind of short though. I beat it pretty quickly, but uh Miles Morales is pretty awesome. I've actually never read any of the comics. I might have to pick pick those up now. Pick them up, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely When did that title start, do you know? Early 2000s Early with 2000s. the okay. Ultimates, I believe he oh, was that a part, part of, of the Ultimate oh, Universe. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. Oh, he's been around that long. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, we I feel like we've never really talked about it a lot, but Into the Spider-Verse was great. I think I heard something they might make another one. We are getting a sequel. So we've gotten a little bit of a trailer, teaser trailer for it, um where you get Spider-Gwen jumping back and I I thought everyone who did that movie was spot on. Yeah, I mean it was and just visually pleasing. Yeah, like, it was very very cool. Um, well, thank you everyone for listening. As always, go shoot us a follow, repost all of our shit, get us some extra love on Instagram at Threads and Dreads Pod. Go follow us on Patreon if you like and want to support the show. It's patreon.com backslash Threads and Dreads for five dollars. We can keep these mics on one more day. Thank you always to Sean for crush on the boards and we will see you guys next week. Yes, Peace. Yes. Peace. Love y'all.